Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to a new season. Happy New Year. Uh, let's talk about it with the Jenny White Show. Welcome this broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. All right. Let's try this again. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Can you hear me? Hello. We can hear you now. Okay. Um, Good evening. And this is the 5th of January. This is the first year of 2024. So all of us ought to be glad to be out of 23. <laughs> so we got to be good on 24. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping my president will stay, and I don't think anyone else should be, um, you know, other than him. So, tonight we're going to be talking about something that's really, really um, interesting. I'll just say it that way. And we have a good guest tonight. And Miss, Miss Lady. Do you want yes. to talk and let us know who you are? Yes. Hello. My name is Charmaine Holland, and I am a public speaker, motivational uh, speaker, as well as a chaplain, and I'm also a healer, and I'm an author, so I do a little bit of everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. So you're going to help us uh understand some things, right? Yes, ma'am, yes. Um, you know, I, in, in my journey, well, did you mention your topic yet? What's the topic we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about death. Death, okay, got and, it. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways, well, there's a lot of different ways that people die. Um, somebody just lay down and they die. Other people pick up guns and put it to their heads. 
So there's a lot of, you know, ways you can do it. You can pick it up and put it to someone else's head. So uh, I don't know. You want to talk to us about different ways or how you want to do it? Yes. Well, well, first, first I want to talk about how growing up. So we all had to grow up. And we know that by us growing up, a lot of people pass. So even if, for me, and I'm going to speak for myself because this helped me to understand death a little bit better. So growing up, okay, you know, can never... I stop you for one second, please? I'm sorry. Yes. I should have done this first. I want you to explain who you are so we'll know who you are. <laughs> oh, I thought Your I did that already. Name... And what do uh-huh. you do? My name is Charmaine Hollis, and I am a, my background is in finance, but right now I'm a chaplain, a public speaker, an author, and a motivated speaker, as well as a spiritual teacher to help people overcome life trauma, to help them to better find their purpose in life and come home to their self, being, trying to be their greatness. Okay. And you Speak to ladies. Yes, I speak to I speak to pretty much predominantly women. But in my journey in life, as men approach me, you know, and ask me questions, I talk to men as well. Oh, do you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Do you? What do you talk to them about? whatever they want to talk about. Most of the time people come to me and ask me questions or pour their life journey, they, they life problems to me, and then I just kind of just help them to see it in a different perspective of whatever challenge they're going through. Like one gentleman, he came to me, he said, Charmaine, you know, time is going by so fast, and I'm getting married, and I'm stressing, and I don't know how to balance my finance, and, you know, I, I'm just a little confused. I said, slow it down, stop for a moment. You know, and I said, okay, well, when are you getting married? Okay, how much do you want to plan? So then let's say look at your paycheck. How much money can you put aside and put that aside? you got a whole year to plan for this wedding, just, yeah, plan for your wedding. So just kind of just had him step back for a moment and kind of take steps of what is it that he's trying to do to make it more simple for him to, to, execute, to execute it, to make it easy for him to move forward. And he said, and by about a month later, he said, Charmaine, thank you so much. It gave me a better perspective of my situation of how I need to maneuver in this here plan. And that's it. Sometimes people just need someone to talk and talk it out, what they're going through, and make it so simple. And that's pretty much what I do with a lot of other people that come to me or even individuals in jail. Okay. And we're going to talk about now, hello, what happened to your phone? Okay, our guest was talking about how she was helping people. And she she does talk to the females that are in, you know, locked up. So that kind of helps them. Uh, I don't know. I have uh, a lot of females 
that I know, and a lot of them, when I'm talking to them, a lot of them can say some stuff. And, you know, it helps you. So I don't know what uh, happened to your phone, but you're there now, so you can go yes, ahead. I'm, yes, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. And now, for, forgive me, I wasn't sure when you asked me about men, was that related to death or just any question in general? No. Either way. Okay, got it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I answered your question properly. Okay, and so I apologize. Something happened to my phone. Were you asking me another question? About no. the lady. Okay. No. Okay. It's okay. Okay. So, so, um, but, but talking about death for me, you know, growing up, I have watched a lot of my my grandparents pass away, my aunts, my uncles, when I was very young, and no one really explained to us what was happening. We just know that we just don't see them no more. And so, you know, you mm. see them in you see them in a casket. We go to the service or whatever. And just kind of growing up, I just had a different perspective of looking at uh, death. And so I realized that we have a date that we're born, and there's a date come that we're going to leave. And so in my journey, just watching my loved ones uh, die, it would seem like something that was going to take place regardless. However they go, that's only God's plan. But we know, but for me, I just had to accept it, and I had to accept it, and by me looking at the bigger picture, I looked at it as in we have a purpose here to do something, and the purpose is to do it before that date comes where we no longer have a chance. Okay. And so that gave me an easy way to consult a lot of people uh, to help them when their loved one is uh, getting ready to pass over or to help them when they have lost the loved one. Okay. Um, There's a scripture in the Bible where uh, this particular person was dying, and uh, they turned to the wall, and they talked to God, and when they got through, they had given, and I've forgotten that, but they got some more years. So do you think that we could do something like that? Um, can I share experience? And I only can go by experience. My mother um, was, and I'm going to say she was in the light. I'm an empath, and so I can feel, uh, I can feel other people's pain. And so my mother was really, really sick, and she was, I'm going to say, kind of like maybe in a coma for a couple of days. And while she was in a coma, I was in it with her. I was so totally lost. And I was, like, walking around like a zombie because I could feel her. I could feel what she was going through. And 
she was really was supposed to go, but she was able to come out of the coma and was 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 able to get more time because there's something else that she was supposed to get done, unfinished. There's some unfinished work that she needed to do before she was going to um, make her final exit. She's still here. You know, life, I mean, her, her health has been challenging, but um, that particular, she, she was able to get more time. And, yes, I do believe we can get more time. How? That's only between you and God in the light. Yeah, I, uh, I believe that because uh, I know that uh, Joel Osteen's mother, the mm-hmm. doctors told her to go home and die. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think it's been... Is it 30 or 40 years? She's still alive. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Yes. 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 And they told her to go home and die. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. You, hey. you know, you, you know uh, real fast, you know, when my mother was in the hospital, she was called. It was like she couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't release. And there was a woman that came from church to see her, and a woman prayed over her, and the woman left. And when that woman left, my mother was able to release from all different ends, and that's how she was able to stay here a little longer. So God will intervene and bring other people in that position to help, and that's probably what Mr. Austin's mother, you know, he's a, a very uh, – a faithful man and praying over his mother, I guarantee that helped her to be able to yes. sustain and be here long enough, yes. you know? Yes, I believe that too. So, you know, hey, uh, that's something that uh, I think we should know and tell people because I'm afraid that when the doctor tells you something, and it's probably people go home and cry. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I think a lot of us don't, maybe it's that we don't uh, talk to God enough or read about enough. I don't know. I don't know, but there is a way we can talk to God anytime, anytime, and, you know, let him talk to you. And I think, you know, it would help, I really do believe. Absolutely. I I, I believe because, you know, to be honest, I look at it, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I truly believe that we are healers. We can heal our own self. But what you put out there will come right back to you. So even sometimes by us saying the wrong things, we can damage our own self. So like you mentioned, the doctor say, oh, you have cancer, and then you come home and then you're stressing over it. 
you actually are harming your internals because of the stress you put on yourself. Instead of saying, I rebuke that Jesus or I rebuke that God or God, show me a better way of helping to remove this. Or maybe just consult to him and say, hey, is this really true? Or deny it. Some people say, oh, I, I don't have nothing. You know, and I think the more we keep claiming what someone tells us, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I have diabetes or I have this and I have that. Okay, keep saying you got it and you got it. That's you know right. I mean? so That's right. I, sometimes I tell people, stop saying it. Okay, if you got it, pray about it. Say that I'm healed. I no longer have this. I am healed. And then be conscious of what you're eating. What are you doing? Because you are causing your body to, to have this, and this is what the doctor is saying. So how do I reverse it? How can I make it better? What is your responsibility of changing it so you can feel better about yourself? And that's, that's how I look at it. Yeah, well, a lot of us don't know. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, I, and I don't know, but, you know, you can tell people. You can tell them what they can do. If you're lying on a bed, you know, because somebody told you, even the doctor, you know, and you're mm-hmm. taking whatever he said, you know, you you believe him. There's a lot of people that won't take their word. I know. And they still be living. So yes. we, I think, I think that's something that we need to tell people. I really, I really believe that. Absolutely. You know, in every opportunity I get when someone comes to me, I always have a story to share if it's needed in that direction, you know. Just, you know, and for me, for myself, I can share a story. I was in my 30s, and I was a CFO working in corporate. And, you know, I was a very successful hard worker. I ain't going to call it a workaholic, but I was very successful worker. I was a very successful worker. And I was overseeing the whole company. And the company was making over a million dollars. And I was, you know, I was very comfortable as well, you know, successful. And I started working seven days a week. And um, oh, even sometimes wow. I would bring my yeah, exactly. I would bring my children to work, but it was so much stress because I had so much responsibility, and I kept hearing God say, it's, "You're done, you're done." And but I but I was worried of the income because I was making over six figures, but I kept looking at myself in the mirror and I kept seeing one side of my face drooping and the other side of my face normal, and I kept saying, "I said, you know what? You about to have a stroke," and that's what I seen like a stroke was taking place. And um, I kept hearing God say, you're done, but I kept pushing myself to the point I start going to work, and every time I go to work, I get a headache. My stomach hurts, but if I leave, I'll be okay. And so I kept not paying attention, and I knew that it was time for me to go until one day I went to work and my memory was gone. I couldn't remember Mm. how to do nothing, and that was my sign that it's time to shut it down. So I had to write my resignation. And that's how God speaks to us. He gives us signs. He tells us when it's time to stop. Your body will speak for you. But it's paying attention to what your body is saying for you to avoid you dying or you have 
having bad health issues. And so I had to walk away from that job. And when I walked away from that job, I was I was bedridden for four weeks straight. My body mm. shut down completely. And I would go to the doctor. He said, you had several many strokes. And I said, wow, but my body needs to, re- to relax. My body needs to really shut down. And I slept for four weeks straight. And when I woke up mm. after that four weeks, I felt like a whole new person again. And that taught me that we are able to heal our own body if we take the time out to listen is one and then to rest is number two. Rest removes the stress and everything that we put on the body. Oh, okay. Pretty good. Yes. And I don't know if you remember me, you were talking and you you noticed your speech. Your speech was moving and you were helping your husband in his process. And I said, Jenny, it's time for you to shut it down. You need to rest. Remember that? A little bit, but we're not okay. talking about me. Okay. okay, no, we'll leave you out of it, okay. <laughs> but you're going to start. I got uh, Lucy. Did you have to say something, Lucy? Not at this point. I'm just listening. Okay. Just listening, y'all. Okay, Miss Charmaine. Uh huh. You have another question for me, or? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. No worries. Okay. So where I can where I can say well I can start from you know it's just back you know paying attention to our body and understanding. Um, understanding that we all have an exit date. And um, I think that because no one never really introduced us at a younger age what death is all about, I kind of took on the initiative to look at it at a different, uh, a different point of view. You know, it's almost as in, you know, for me, I'm a mother of two children, and my parents are still living, and I believe that if we value the people now, then when it's time for them to go, you know, value what they bring, value what they bring and not so much be attached or trying to control. You know, uh, you know, growing up, you know, my mother had, you know, you know, had to hear the mother say, you know, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out, this, you know, take you out. That's a control mechanism. And so people kind of have more of a codependent and feel though they can't be attached from you know, the mother and the father, so when they're gone, it's, it's like devastated. They're so used to being codependent or being attached, it's hard to let go. Um, but once you kind of be more uh, self-sufficient and understand that, you know, my mother taught me everything I need to know, it's time for me to step on my own and just cherish her and value her, then when it's time for her to go, it won't be so bad because I'm looking at what she left me, you know. And so that's my way of looking at life and to help other people um, to deal with their passing. Like just uh, this week I had a young lady, and she was really close to her father. Every time I seen her, it was her and her father, and I asked how she was doing. And she said, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know, um, it's kind of hard because my dad is not here. And I had to text her back, and I said, man, I said, you had something that a lot of women, even myself, you know, not having that close relationship with your father. And I said, yo, 
what's in you. Just cherish what he gave you. And, man, just thrive in that, you know. And she appreciated the message, but sometimes we forget about what the person has left us instead of we sit and we dwell that the person is not here, you know. Okay, I, I think know. we have uh, someone to ask the question. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. 282-2496. Good, good evening. This is Dorothy. That's what I thought. Okay. Hello, Dorothy. Hi. <laughs> I want to let you know that I totally agree with you when you say that you can get more time. Uh, two years ago, my brother was um, diagnosed with brain cancer and lung cancer, and they told us that he had six months to live. And he and I sat down, we talked, and he told me, uh, don't pay any attention to what they said. I had a conversation with God. I know how I'm going, and I just don't know when. My brother is still here. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That you can get more time. If your job is not done and you know your job is not done, I believe that he will leave you here to complete your task. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That is so true. So how's he doing? He's doing better than me. <laughs> I, I okay. told him I need to sit down to you, and maybe I'm not holding the right conversation. <laughs> so, 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 so can I ask you a question, Dorothy? Yes. So that moment when you heard the doctor say that and your, and your brother gave you something that God told him, how did you how did you take all that in? You know, meaning that how did you deal with the fact that, oh my God, you know, in six more months my brother might not be here. So I know that had to impact you in a certain way. What were going what was it what 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 were you dealing with? Can you share that? It was other things that happened within our family that kind of pulled me away from it. I had um a cousin that was uh, years old. She was a cheerleader for the Washington Redskins. She lived in Washington, but she, um, no, she worked in Cal. She lived in California, but she worked in Washington, not D.C., the other Washington. And she drove herself home, and on her way home, she called her sister and she told her, I'm just so tired. I don't understand. Her sister told her, well, maybe you need to get a hotel room and not come home. And she said, no. She said, I, I got to make it home. She said, I don't know what it is in me, but I've got to make it home. She went home and she died in her sleep. Mm-hmm. 20 years old. Um, my brother had two children, a boy and a girl. And th- when my cousin died, that was in August. In September, they diagnosed my brother in July. That happened in August. In September, my niece killed by her son, 
And uh-huh. you said yes. Liz was killed her. by her son. Yes. And then he killed her mother. Had severe. Um, well, I can't think of what the disease is that black people have. Uh, it's very painful. The blood turns sickle cell. He had severe sickle cell, had it all his life, had crisis all his life. Well, two weeks after his sister died, he died. So my brother lost both of his children, and he has survived that, whereas still hanging on to the fact that they're not here. And he tries to talk me through because I was close. She, that was my only niece and my only nephew. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it struck me more than it struck them to the point where my brother moved here and I was actually taking care of him and put myself into bad health. Mm. And I wound up um, on June 17th of this year, was a Saturday, day before Father's Day. I was walking around doing what I needed to do. Sunday morning, I woke up. I was paralyzed. Mm. I uh, called an ambulance, went to the hospital, had to have surgery on my spine. My spine had actually got in between the bones. And the brain said, well, we're not going to function for you today. I could stand up, but I couldn't take a Mm -hmm. step. And I had the surgery. After the surgery, um, they told me that I needed physical therapy, but I couldn't afford this physical therapy because the copay was $30 per visit, and the doctor wanted me for the first two weeks, he wanted me to go every day. And I told him I, could, I couldn't afford it. And I have since found out that the majority of these insurance companies do not pay for co-pays for physical therapy. But in the meantime, it seems like ahead of, of the surgery. I know that my body has taken a change since the surgery, and it's just not coming out of it. I don't know if it's due to the fact that I didn't have the physical therapy or if it's just my time. Are you, because of physical therapy, is there some type of exercise you're doing around the house that can help you? I am so weak right now that I can't even open a bottle of water. My neighbors come over. I buy a case of water um, and put it on the front porch. And they come over and open the water for me, and the only thing I have to do is go out there and get the water and bring it in. Hmm. I am so sorry to hear what everything is going on. And are you uh, at ball? And I know you, you definitely have to be praying because, you know, you were praying for your brother and everybody else. But what is, the, what is the message that God has for you? Are you listening? I'm listening. A lot of things. Um, I just don't understand, and and I don't know if it's not for me to understand mm-hmm. or if I'm for the message. I just know that I wake up in pain, I go to bed in pain. 
it becomes depressing. Mm-hmm. And the other day when I talked to the doctor, he said, are you, are you thinking about committing suicide? I, and I told him, I said, and honestly, it did cross my mind because mm-hmm. I'm tired. Because I'm still trying to work out things with my brother because right now, for the first time in the past two, three weeks, I see the change in him. Mm -hmm. Repeating things like he has dementia, but I know that that's not it. He had a wife that he was married to who passed from cancer, but she had uh, children, and he took mm-hmm. care of her, her children. Well, the one child uh, broke into his bank account and stole all the money out of his bank account. When his wife died, he didn't know the money was gone. She had had called the insurance company and cashed in her insurance policy, so there was no money to bury her. So my brother mm-hmm. called me, me to bury her, which I did. Gladly. Uh, after that happened, then the stepdaughter stole his company car and had an accident, and he lost his job. Mm. Well, two months ago, the girl came to the house and said she needed to move in because she had no place to go. Mm-hmm. And he took, well, three weeks ago, $4,000 came up missing out of his bank account. And we know she has it. But we can't get her out of the house. Because we found out, I kept telling my brother over and over and over, trying to walk him through things. You need to take care of this. You need to do that. Her mother's name is still on the house. So until her mother's name comes off that house, according to the state law, he can't put her out. So we're in the legal process of getting the mother's name taken off the house. But she's running rampant. Don't make his last days miserable. So between worrying about that, worrying about him, worrying about me, I'm just not thriving. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anybody else who can help your brother instead of you? Well, my granddaughter moved from Georgia to Cincinnati to take care of him because that's her favorite uncle. She gave up her job, her apartment, everything, and moved there with him. And okay. she does everything for him. And when I say she does everything, she does everything. Okay. This girl so- is in her 20s, and you couldn't ask for a better child. Okay. Well, um, because she's there to take care of him, then now it's time for you to step back and take care of you and give your body the rest that is needed because it seems like you're doing too much and not looking after you, not giving your body Mm -hmm. the rest that it needs. Mm Mm-hmm. So well, God I'm to, I agree. I'm to uh-huh. the point now where I don't sleep. Okay. I had today. I haven't been to sleep since four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Because of the pain. Because of the pain. Okay. And I, they give me a hydrocodone and some other kind of, but I don't want to take it 
because it makes me sleep all day, all night. And the day before that, I took the pain pill, and I slept for 24 hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and how, did you feel, how, how did you feel after so that? Good. Pardon? Huh? I said, how did you feel after that? How was the pain after that? I, I felt no pain. Okay. You didn't feel no I pain? But then after I got back into my normal moving groove, then the pain came back. And okay. I just tell the Lord, thank you for that reprieve, even if it was 24 hours. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So is there anybody who can help you so you can give your body the rest that it needs? Not really. Virginia offers to help me all the time, but Virginia has her own thing to go through right now, and I want her to heal. My neighbors come over. They help. <laughs> okay. So so, 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 sound, so what it is is that, you know, um, you're doing a little too extra right now, and somehow you're going to have to wing yourself away from it so you can take care of Dorothy, because it sounds like to me the pain that Dorothy has is the pain that Dorothy needs to release by resting and just asking somebody to just oversee you, to make sure to give your body that rest that you need and let everything else just go and let God take care of whatever else is going to happen. But if you keep trying to take on the responsibility of making sure this is done and making sure that that you're going to constantly be in pain because you're not, listening and giving Dorothy the rest that her body needs. Okay, did you hear that? Yes, ma'am, I did. And I know and uh, I know uh, what she's saying is true. It's just that I I don't find time to do it. But you gotta make time, Dorothy. Since we were on since we've been on this phone call, my granddaughter has called me from Cincinnati. And I didn't mm-hmm. take the call. And right now, she's sick. She has RSV. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to take care of him and but keep herself away from him. <laughs> and she says she went and bought hospital, the little disposable hospital gowns and gloves and masks. And when she deals with him, then she gloves up, masks up, everything. Is there anybody else in the family can support her? No. All our other families, they, they're the only two that's in that state. The next-door neighbor comes over, and mm-hmm. uh, she has cooked dinner for them every day this week. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So that's good that people are helping, you know, and sometimes we have to reach out and ask somebody to help us so we can get the need that we need for ourselves. And that's the truth, and I understand that. It's just I have never, I've always given more than I've taken for myself. Mm-hmm. So I, when my father, when my mother got sick, I, my father asked me to quit my job and take care of my mother. I did it. When my father got sick, I helped take care of him. Mm-hmm. When my sister got sick, 
I left my walked away from my home, and I only owed four thousand dollars on that house. Mm. I walked away to come over here to this house to take care of mm. her, and she she was the seventh person to die from COVID in Detroit. So mm. I've always you, had always to take care of everybody else, and I don't know what it is to take care of myself. Is there anybody, and like you said, there's somebody that you can ask. Why don't you just ask somebody, whatever whatever it is that you need. You know, I'm not saying that you have to 100% rely on somebody, but if you can at least ask those to just kind of do some things so you can get the rest that your body needs, you have to do it. Just ask and just see what they say. Don't say, I need somebody to do something, but I need that person to heal. That's, that's, that's you, 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 you trying to fix the problem. Just ask and say, hey, this is what I need. Can you do this for me? And if they can do it, let them do it. I've never asked anybody to do anything for me. That's the problem because you don't always know. forgive it. Because you, yeah, you, don't, you don't know how to receive? No. I know. You know what? And that's something that we all struggle with. I used to struggle with that as well. But then I had to say, okay, anybody give it to me, it's God giving it to me. I don't look at the person. And so maybe tonight when you close your eyes, you say, God, send me help. Who is it that I can call on to help me so I can get the rest of my body need? Or help me to whatever you need. And whatever name comes to you, you reach out tomorrow and you just talk to that person and say, hey, you know, is there a way you can help me? Because God already got the connection. He just waiting for you to respond to it. But if you don't I respond to it. thank you for that it, one sentence. I thank you for that one sentence. Mm-hmm. Oh, you heard that? Yeah. Okay. Because I talk to him every day. I don't miss a day without talking to him. And so you ask him and and listen, and listen to what he tells you. And be obedient because he's there to help and serve you. It's just that sometimes we get in the way. We think we know the answer, and we don't have the answer. He has the answer to help and guide us. You put the request out, he'll tell you what to do. Just be obedient to do it. I'd like to say something uh, to my Dorothy. You know I'm crazy about it. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I can. Yeah. Okay. I um, am a person that does not like to, I mean, I like to be on top of things. Being a single parent, and all the children, you know, that I obtained, <laughs> that uh, I like to be a, in control of everything. I'm a control. I, I think I would consider myself to be a control freak. I don't like to uh, to look my my stuff to look bad at all, even with my children. A lot of times they take advantage of that too, because if Mama don't do it, you know, if there's something wrong, I'm gonna try to fix it. And mm-hmm. so I've been asking the Lord. Um, uh, I. He reminded me that tomorrow belongs to him. What are you doing today? And he lets me know that the most important person in my life, and as far as he's concerned, is me. Do you know that I love you, Lucy? 
you know that I care about you, Lucy, you know. And I'm saying, well, yes, Lord, I know you love. You know, we go through all that Christianized way of thinking it. But to know that we are the apple of God's eye, that he loves us, you have to tell yourself that and accept that love. A lot of times I get thinking, this might happen, this may happen. And I have to remind myself of the Lord says, uh-uh, you don't think about tomorrow. That's my day. What are we doing today? His focus has been on me, on me, that I'm the important person, you know. I'm important to him, and he means what he says, okay? A lot of times we take on a lot of things, and I do that too, that to try to help, you know, and to, until people rely on me. Like today, I had to take, um, I had to go to a funeral today, and then my daughter, after getting on my last nerve, called me. She's in so much pain. Her face is swollen. She has to have this wisdom teeth pulled out, and she's crying and cutting up and acting crazy. So then I had to rush over to the funeral, to the church to sign my the book and all of that stuff, let the pastor know I was there, and to get back. And I, you know, and I don't walk very fast, you know, and all of this, um, and get back into the car and drive and put gas in the car, then go by her house and pick her up and go out to Lasher and Nine Mile Road to, so she could have this her tooth taken out. And she's telling me, do this, Mama, do this. And she goes, oh, Mama, and all this stuff. And I'm here. I'm helping her. And while we were there, I asked her one thing. I said, Don, are you saved? Do you know the Lord for yourself? My mom said, I said, but, then, but are you living like you belong, you belong to the Lord and not to the world? Because it's important. And I, was, I just had a chance to sit and talk with her. You know, because we've been going at each other's throats about a lot of things. But here I'm trying to talk, tell her about the Lord. And maybe the Lord put that, you know, brought us together for that reason. I said, because I can't keep doing everything for you. These are your children. You have to do for your family. Well, yeah, I know. I just, but I just, I said, no, you are the mother of these children. I was there when every single one of them was born, but you made the decision to have these children. You know, and I keep trying to tell her that's your job, trying to push it back on her. This is your job. You're to make this. You're to do this. You're supposed to do this, you know. Because, you know, after adopting children, you know, the, uh, the first child came, I just added her to the bunch and kept going. You know, added the next one to the bunch, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I tried trying to run everything. I, you can. I mm-hmm. said, now, I'm 76. Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can, can, can I say something to you? Yes, ma'am. You said it. You said that you are the control, you're a control freak. Yes, so I means, am. So, so that means that you putting the burden on yourself. So you not allowing to, to keep her my family, to, my pride. Yeah, to keep no, my family no, together. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You ain't. Yeah, a, you I know. Teaching, yeah. You not teaching her what she needs to do because you want everything to look perfect. So no matter what she does, it ain't going to satisfy you because that's not what you want. So for you to allow her to grow and take on a responsibility, you're going to have to not be the control freak and allow her to do what she can do and guide her to it the way you would like it to be, but accept whatever she do. You put that burden on you. And sometimes we are guilty. We trying to help everybody. God ain't say that was your responsibility. So sometimes we got to pull back. And say, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? 
Do I need that's that help? What I, have, I, you... I agree with you. Yeah. I asked so, him, what so, do you want me to do? Before I get, I say, what in the, Lord, let me do what you would have me to do. Maybe he wants it, me to it, do this, this, and that. And like everything keeps getting into it. Lord, did I do what you wanted me to do today? I find myself asking him that. She was a teenager uh, when she got pregnant and all of that thing okay. that we went, you know. And, uh, she, you know, I just, you know, one thing I wanted to do was make it, make it so that she would make it through school and be able to take care of herself. And she's a nurse. You know, and uh, she's going to get uh, work on her BSN and things like that. But I kept picking up the burden of the children, you know. When I think of what I've done in the past to try to keep the family together, you know, I keep understand. us all together, I, that's I a big thing. But I said, no, you have to do it. You have to do it now. Well, Mama, I, but, but, I, but, I, but, I said, but, no, you have to do it. <laughs> you, but, but Lucy, you got to be, Lucy, you got to be gentle with her because you took it away from her. You took that responsibility away from her, and now you want her to step up to the plate, and it's going to take time, but I want you to do me a favor. Stop saying you are a control freak because you putting it out there, that's exactly what you will be, and she will never get it. Okay? I understand. Okay. But it's just like trying to keep keep everything together, you know. Keep everything together, like, but he's telling me that I am, he's interested in me. He's interested in me. Lucy, what do you want to do? For the time that you feel that you have left, what do you want to do? What, what are you trusting me to do? What, you are important to me. And that's what I was trying to tell her. But I'm important. After my, I have needs, I have feelings and things that I want to do. I want to do. I want to travel some too. Now I've been there mm-hmm. for you. Now you have got to grab hold. Okay. It's well, just all, just pray, all this pain. Just pray about it and, and, let, and let God be in control. That part. So we're going to go back to what I'm going to go back to the Huh? Beg your pardon? I, 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 said, I said we're going to pray about it and we're going to pray that God will help you to release the control, and teach her what it is that she needs to do. Okay? But you and know something, I, I do I agree with you, but a lot of times when you're a single parent, you have to grab hold of everything in order to move the family ahead. And you don't want it to be that way. But that's one thing I've learned about, I think the Lord gave me the experience of being a single parent. Because for, for a long time, I was my own. I did my own. Went, did what I bought, what I wanted, did what I wanted, you know. And... um all of this, but um, now I'm uh, saying, wait a minute. If I were to leave now, what would she be like? You know, and she, you know, she wants to talk. I said, no, you have to grab hold. You have to grab hold. You know, and help and do and stuff, because she was in a lot of pain today and um, looking to me, you know, looking to me for doing this, this, that, thus and so. I said, no, you have to take on the burden of your family. You know, and uh, it's in, you can see the pattern in her family. She's an adopted child. I got her when she was 14 months, and the, she's 34 now. But when I met, I know her, her, her biological mother, and they all have the same type of way <laughs> about them, you know. You know, it's those genes coming out, you know. But um, okay. I said, no, I, I, you've got to grab hold like you're supposed to. Okay. And I keep telling her, you know, Okay, Lucy, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but we're going to go back to the topic about death and everything. 
about COVID, and I and I appreciate you sharing but, that. And what, you, what, yeah. you, what you were sharing with Miss Dorsey is that today focus on today. Pray about today. You what is it that God her, yeah. you? Uh-huh. Yes, I, I yes, I yeah. appreciate your your input. But 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 it's not, but it sounds like what you're where you're going is a whole a whole nother show. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, Ms. Dorothy, did that help you in any way to understand? Yes. Yeah. She's the one that's important. She's the one that's important. Well, no, you, you're important to Lucy. Oh, yeah, no, the, no, she's the one that's important in her life. As far yes. as God yes. is concerned, she is important. Yes, she You is. belong to him. We all belong yes. to him. We have a personal relationship with him. Yes. And every Absolutely. time I get up, I say, Lord, now what do you want me to do today? What do you expect me to do? Absolutely. And, 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 you know, and, and then you know give them a report as to what you did today. That, yeah, for yourself. For you. That is true. That give is, them that a report. So and, and you know what, Ms. Dorothy, you know, based on listening to what Ms. Lucy said, you know, do, do you think God really wants you in pain? No. That part. So then that means that reach out to him and ask him, what is it that you want? What are you trying to show me and tell me? And then, like like I asked, because you have always helped everybody else, it is your time to surrender and let Be someone helped. help you. Yes, that part. And sometimes our ego gets in the way. But I know I'm guilty of it, but I have got much better to allow people to help me wherever I need mm-hmm. the help at. See, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, we're gonna find out, Dorothy. We're gonna find you, you, out. You, you, know, you know what that looks you know what that you know what that looks like, Miss Miss Dorothy? That looks like God's love. That's what that looks like. And I you, always, cares about us. I used to always say, if anybody gives anything to you, is don't look at it as them giving it to you, or them helping you. It's God using them to give you what you need. And take it with gratitude. Just like the people who help with your water bottle that you put on a, your 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 porch, gratitude. And then say, okay, God, I need help with this. And just kind of tell him what you need. And like I said, he will bring the people to you. If all you have to do is just respond to this, respond to the call. Thank you. You're welcome, darling. <laughs> so, Miss Jenny. You have another question yes. or another topic, or somebody else has something else to say? I was listening and trying to pull some little notes <laughs> that I can uh, hold on to. But um, you're awesome. doing a, a good job. Let me just say this. You know, God always talk about the seen and the unseen, you know. And for me, because I am a healer, um, I have truly have been blessed to, um, to, to be able to see the unseen. And uh, sometimes our loved ones, when they, when they cross over, they are on the other side. And I always say they kind of add to your, your, your support team as your angels. You know, they're helping and guiding, guiding you. They're not far from us whatsoever, you know. And um, if you just believe and understand 
that we all have that that time that time will come where we all have to say goodbye to our loved ones and be okay with it, you know, and just cherish them while they're here. You know, sometimes we overlook the beauty of having, you know, a sibling or having a child and what you pour into them because I always say that, you know, when I go, I hope I give my kids everything they need so they can be able to survive on their own. And even while I'm still here, I try to make sure I still give them the wisdom that they need. They grow now, but anytime they come and they talk to me, I just try to pour into them what I think they need to help them so when I go, I can go in peace and say I did my part. You know what I mean? It means so much. Yeah, you got to, you know, you got to equip them for the future. You definitely do. You definitely do. And in the meantime, you got to fulfill your obligations while you're here because we all have a purpose. There's a purpose while we're all here. And um, I, I, I had a, a a a speaking event yesterday, and I asked the people a question: Are you living your purpose or are you homeless? And I said, before you answer that question, you know, sometimes we have all these labels on us, the hurt and the pain, and we deal with so much that we become homeless of ourselves where we don't know how to be whole and to fulfill our obligation, our purpose in life. And so, you know, for me, I had to go back home. And what I mean by go back home, I had to deal with a lot of my past trauma because whenever you yeah. deal with hurt and pain, you walk away from yourself because you hurt. But I had to go back and get me and remove and forgive myself and forgive anybody I have done wrong so I can be whole, so I can fulfill my purpose in life. And um, that's what it's all about. Finding your purpose and fulfilling your, your, your purpose in life before you go. In the meantime, you're still helping others to help them, but you've got to make sure you take care of you because time is the essence. We do not know when That's our time is coming. No waste your time, yeah. Exactly. And don't pit on too much that you don't pit on too much that you can't handle. You know, when you start to get uncomfortable and things starting to take away from your peace, that means you're doing too much. Stop. Did God tell you to do that? Oh, yeah. And then, and then we need to understand and pay attention to our bodies. When is the time to stop and just rest? Because we carry so much, and we, are, we need to learn how to release. And some of the exercise to release is rest. Rest takes away the stress that we hold on to. Mm-hmm. So I hope that was some helpful. I know, I know 6 o'clock is here, but... Um, well, we got. I appreciate the um, opportunity, Miss Jenny. Yes. Well, we have uh, thirty more minutes if you need it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, if anybody have any questions, I mean, I'm here to help. You know, I, I'm not a professional, but you know, I do have some tools to help and some logic and some uh, wisdom to share. Will you help me? Oh. You I help you. I have a better understanding of how I need to do it. Wonderful, wonderful. 
Thank you for sharing that. I thank you. I started, and the crazy thing is, is that I started not to get on, make the phone call to be on the the live because I was in pain, and I said, you're not going to halfway hear what these people are saying because (laughs) you're in pain. And Uh, something said, no, stop what you're doing and go ahead and make that call. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know what, Miss Dorothy, I'm a healer, so I'm going to send you some healing tonight. And hopefully that will help you a little bit. But like I still said, continue doing the journey that I mentioned to you. But I will send you some loving, healing energy. But remember, you got to put yourself first. Love you. Put yourself first. Everybody else going to get their time, but now is your time. And maybe that's what God wants you to know, that is your time. You have done so much for everybody else. Now is your time to rest and receive. Well, she did. Well, I, I have made that well, statement to him like so that, many too. times that I have helped everybody else. When is my time? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I can agree. Yeah, that. you too. <laughs> hmm But but you, it's you like know, you reject know, yourself because you've been rejected. Right. You, yeah, but you know what? But you gotta, you gotta surrender and receive. It ain't, ain't nobody gonna come knock on the door and say hello. Here you go, because you're gonna reject it. So sometimes he gotta put you in a hardship situation for you to just kind of just surrender and say, okay, God, I receive it. And because Virginia you know, has told me time and time again, Dorothy, just tell me what you need. Just tell me what you need. See, and I tell her every time, no, I'm I'm all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what, Miss Virginia, being obedient because God is putting on her heart to reach out to you, and you keep closing the door. So this time, oh my she God. throws me away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you hear that? He throws me away. Don't I ask you stuff, and you tell me no? Yes. Oh, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. Not what you got to say. Miss <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Dorothy, stop closing the door. That's God. That's God. Don't look at me. Don't look at it. Don't look at Virginia. Look at God is giving you some help, and just be open with gratitude. She always tells God. me no. I know, but she's not going to tell you no no more. She needs to hear it from somebody else to explain it to her in another way so she can get the healing that she needs. Hello, Miss Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> she won't ask me that, Dorothy, because she's not got a list for her. <laughs> I got a list. <laughs> Yeah, you you yeah. too. Mm-mm, you too rough. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want no help. Yeah, yeah. Cause she got that control. She got that control freak stuff going on. Oh, she yeah, about it. Yes, yeah. She you know, you know, you know, you know, Miss yeah. um, Lucy. This is twenty twenty four. I don't want you to say that no more because you okay, putting then. that energy out there. Say that no. You don't say that no more. Surrender that word. Okay. Surrender that. I surrender that word, huh? Yes, ma'am. Surrender that word in in the task. 
because you're not you're not taking care of yourself. You're That's taking true. care. You're trying to do God's work. Did you hear that? Yes, yes I ma'am. Did. <laughs> I heard it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, any other other questions, ladies? Y'all like to share? I saw. It. Yeah. I oh, I that. think that. Um, I do so, too. So, I think it, it's nice. And I kind of had a, a little notion that that was going to happen, that somebody mm-hmm. was going to get out of it. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. So um, I really like it. Because I got some, something out of it, too. Probably <laughs> not. Uh, She's going to really run me crazy now. Yeah, here, Dorothy, get her. Well, the man said you had to do this for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Be, 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 no, no, no. Be gentle and just know no, that this is what God. Yeah, be gentle and know that this is God's calling. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. Yep. So, so, yep, yep. Yeah. But you know what she did? She helped me. Cause we were talking, and um, all of yeah, a sudden she asked me for my address, and I, you know, just went on and gave it to her. I didn't know what she was going to do it. And uh, we were talking about food and, you know, about 20 um, minutes later, somebody was coming up my stairs <laughs> And giving me some food. Oh. And guess who got it for me? And I but did not ask her for anything. I did not ask her. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you just, we were just holding the conversation, and I knew that I had my dinner straight, and you kept saying, I'm hungry, and I don't know what to eat, and I only have this, and I only have that. And I said, okay. This you can handle. Oh, this yeah, you can do. Me, so that's that beautiful. Good. I, I ate some ribs. I thank you. You know, based on your sharing that, I just want to say that it's so beautiful, and we need to do that more often. Reach out to one another. Even, you know, no matter what someone's going through, reach out and just check on them. And I always say, you know, when God put that little nudge in your heart and say, hey, call Dorothy or call Virginia or call Steve, that means that that's God calling you to go and be a service to that individual, you know? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about it, you, you, you both get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I so did. And I did too. <laughs> I did too. I I felt mm-hmm. good that I knew that that was something less that I had to worry about. Mm-hmm. That that I knew that you were taken care of, and it didn't hurt me to, to mm-hmm. do it. It was it was easy. Yeah, we have been friends for forty years. Oh my god! Oh, wow. <laughs> so. Wow. There is nothing on this earth I wouldn't do for you. Oh, that is so precious. Yeah. 
So if you say you're hungry and I know it's within my means, then you're going to eat. And you don't have to sit up and and worry about what you're going to eat. There you go. And, and you know what? And, and and that also and that also goes for other people at your church or whatever. If you know somebody going through something, reach out. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I do it when I know someone is having some hardship or they just lost a loved one. I just reach out and just check on them. You know what I mean? Because not uh-huh. everybody is conscious to say, "Hey, let me check on." Stacy, let me see how she's doing. She just lost her son. You know, sometimes we don't know what the other person going through, but if God put put, put, put put that person on your mind, just reach out. You'll be amazed how you can help turn that person's life around. That's true. I believe that, yes. And I got another mm-hmm. one here on here, Miss Margaret, and we pray in the mornings, and um, she's not going to say anything. (laughs) No, but Miss Margaret prays for me every morning. Uh Uh-huh, she does. She really does. Yes, Miss Margaret prays for me every morning. I couldn't ask for a better friend. The Lord brought brought all of us together for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah, so... She she does all of these, my ladies. Um, Margaret, would you say goodbye? <laughs> She's not going to say Hello. <laughs> Hello, Margaret. How you doing? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Okay. I am no Come on, Margaret. Believe you, in the you Lord talk for me. That on her last, on her last uh, podcast, please say something. We did not find out what happened to Junior Rabbit. Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I'm my not Thinking about y'all. <laughs> thinking about y'all. But I got to do something about it, too. <laughs> yes, you do, because we're still wondering. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to have to get We're going to have to just fill in the blank. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell your guest what you did on her last podcast. She gave she read, was reading a story to us, Uh-oh. and she didn't finish the story. And I kept telling her, we need to hear the end of the story. And she kept telling us, no, 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 next time. Well, uh-huh. this is next time, and we still don't know. <laughs> and you know what? And it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love you. <laughs> I love we you too. We still love you, Jenny. I know, I know. And we That's still love Roger Rabbit or whatever his name really? is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna like to see him when he gets on television. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I claim that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. But at any rate, uh, did uh, someone have something to say before we? I, need, I, I have stop. spoken to the guest, and and can you please, please tell me what your name is again? Oh uh, yes, Charmaine Holland. Okay. 
And Amen. Jesus, Amen. Where? You were my blessing. You were my blessing today. Oh, thank and you, darling. Thank you. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Yeah. It and I receive it. Oh, thank you, Praise darling. Thank you. It, 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 so tell us you know, where so, you are. Um, I'm in California, Southern California, but um, my name is Charmaine Holland, the same as my website. You can always go on my website and then just contact me if you want to have another conversation. I am so much open to help you and guide you just to give you that, you know, support that you need as well. So just to let you know that. Thank you. You're welcome, darling. And that goes for you too, Miss Dorsey. I mean, uh, Lucy. You need some. If you need to talk, just give me a holler. You know, Charmaine to talk to you. I can't but you gotta, stop her. So. I, I, <laughs> well, Miss Charmaine, do you have a do you have a podcast? I used to have one, um, but and you know, Miss Jenny Wilson, Miss uh, Jenny Wilson, Miss Miss Virginia, she helped me to get my podcast last year. But then you know, I stopped because I, I want to work on a podcast for this coming year, but I want to do more visual instead of this air. So I am working yeah. on something. Yeah, my podcast called Real Talk, Real People, Real Conversation, because I'm a chaplain in a prison, and I deal with a lot of women who's going through a lot of issues, and I realize the same issues that they have experienced is what a lot of women on the outside experience. So, you know, I just wanted to talk about women issues and how we can overcome some of the labels that we put on ourselves that keep us stuck and stagnated from moving forward in life. And so that's that's what my podcast is going to still be about in 2024, but I want to be more uh, visual instead of just audio. Okay, well, when you okay. decide to do it, can you let Miss Virginia know so that we can come and join your podcast? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I sure will. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I take, you, I take you on as my new friend for 2024. Yes, we became yes, friends. Yes, ma'am. I received it. Thank you, darling. <laughs> you are so welcome. Mm-hmm. Lucy? Yes? What are you going to say? I still got my list. Before you go. <laughs> well, um, for 2024... Um, I enjoy, you know, starting off, I enjoy talking about the things, uh, especially when uh, Dorothy shared her problems. I've always asked about Dorothy, though. You know, why is Dorothy doing in all of this? Mm-hmm. But I just praise the Lord that uh, uh, Ms. Charmaine was able to bring us together on a common subject, and that's what, what we're doing for ourselves. And I, I think that's important because, like she said, we do have an exit date. You don't know when, but um, we have to not let him, uh, Lord, know, see that we are doing what he wants and not what everybody else wants, and that's important. And I'm thankful for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, and I just want to say no matter how good or bad you think life is, Wake up each day and be thankful for life. Someone else, somewhere, is fighting to survive. And having said that, I'm saying good night, all. 
that were talking. I thank you, Miss May. You yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And my you friend. <laughs> thank okay. you. Very informative. Okay. And uh, we'll talk next Friday. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye.